Welcome to Smarter Selling Podcast. Are you a sales leader who wants to learn the latest in sales psychology, mindset, and strategies so you can enhance your own as well as your team's skills, performance, and results? You're in the right place. Now, let's hear from sales expert, sales trainer, and founder of Smarter Selling, Charmaine Keegan. So today we're talking about presenting to win. So Sharman, I have a picture of a salesperson talking to a client, trying to persuade, trying to influence them to buy something. Now, is this what you mean when you say presenting? Good point. Look, we still call it presenting. Really, it's probably referred to now as a meeting. And, you know, even this word presenting sort of suggests we are presenting at them, right? That we talk at the client, so true. And so I wonder, why do salespeople talk too much? <laughs> well, I think either they're sales leaders that were around in the 80s or 90s or 2000s, or they might themselves have been hired. Let's say Brian comes along, he was hired in the 80s or 90s. You know, it's a high chance he was hired for the gift of the gap. He can sell ice the Eskimos, call Brian in. You know, he's a good talker, rubbish listener. Um, and also I hear the leaders say, go and talk to as many people as possible, you know. Go, go at events, at events, they go, go and get your car, go and talk to more people, go and get in front of more people and tell them how we can help. And, you know, what we're constantly embedding as sales leaders is get your salespeople to talk. And I think this whole, who do we recruit? What skill set do they need? It is, is different. And so I wonder then, what skills are needed now? Listening. You know, often people that are good talkers, they have to adapt to turn up and be quiet. You know, our, our slogan is stop talking, start listening. So it's okay, they're good at talking, which means they can put a compelling message forward with clarity and with, you know, they can do it confidently, but they've got to turn up and listen. And before they turn up, they've got to be really well organised. You know, they've got to know who they've got to see, what they're going to talk about, do some really decent preparation, be the market industry expert, know your offering, know it's different to everybody else's offering. So that takes a salesperson that has um, skills that wants to research, that cares about what you're selling, cares about the client. They're the sort of skills that are needed now. You, you could also think, Anne-Marie, that years ago there was no website, right? So the salesperson was hyped for a different thing. They were the voice of the brand, you know. They had to explain what it did. So you, you, you're hiring people that were charismatic, that were energetic, that they were interesting, like they were like a showman, right, they, because they wanted to be listened to. Well, we've come a long way in the internet now your client has probably checked you out on LinkedIn or your product or solution or service on a website, almost certainly. So now the selling part, as in direct part, is now with the client engagement and we're narrowing down on choices. They already need what you have. They don't need to be sold on the need, most cases, or they think they need what you have. They now need to know the differences between what you have and what somebody else has and how it will help them. They need someone who's an expert and authority in their field. They need someone they can trust, a trusted advisor, a solution provider. So a salesperson needs to be a great listener. Um, and for those people that have done profiling and disprofiling and things like that, you know, and they're on the extrovert side, you know, listening is not as natural as speaking, right? But if you're an introvert, Actually, listening and having the focus of attention of the person comes quite naturally. You'll see now the last five years, many more introverts are being hired as salespeople. And you can imagine how confident they feel on a sales training program when we say, well, introverts over here, you're naturally good at that. And they're like, yeah, I didn't think that. I thought my job was to talk at people. I'm like, well, actually, no, our job is to listen to people, understand people, know how our solution, product or service is going to help that person. Yeah, so in terms of a skill, 
they need to have list in organisation, focus, product industry, um, their intent to serve, and very much know that their job is to turn up and be and be present and really listen. There's a difference between listening and understanding, right, and just listening to words. So when they're with a client, really be present. Yeah, so important that listening and to understand because then you can able to better provide value because you know exactly what that uh, client is looking for. So if you were to share five things that a rep can do to have better meetings, what would those five things be, Charmaine? Great. The first one would be to have better meetings. First one would be mindset. So are you sold on what you have to offer? Do you know the client's well, first of all, do you know your business inside out, upside down, underwater? Do you know the points of difference to all the competitors? Are you selling the price of what they're offering? Do you know success stories and evidence so that you're full each day on being absolutely certain that these other clients had these problems and your solution helped them? So I'd say number one is mindset. That's We call that phase one in, in our training. And um, The second thing is prepare better. So are you prepared? So as you come out of phase one mindset, we go into the preparation mode. So, you know, are you going to make the interaction in a meeting or a presentation all about them? Or are you going to make it all about you? We do this. We do this. We've been around this long. Like, who cares? It's the old thing. Like, what's in it for me? You know, like Dale Carnegie, years and years on, it's still the same thing. Make it about them, not about you. Do your due diligence? Have you done enough homework? Do you know who's going to be in the room? Do you know what their care factors are and their strategies? Have you looked at your CRM? Have you got decent notes? Do you know what? Questions are going to go either way and why are they going to ask those questions? What roadblocks may come up? You need to give yourself a lot of time. The big thing with presenting and meetings is people don't give themselves time to prepare. They have a meeting put in for Friday and rather than do it straight away and get their head down, they wait till, you know, Friday morning or Thursday night and they're suddenly working on a deadline. They even reinforce it by going, oh, I work good on a deadline. Well, no, you don't actually because you've missed things and you won't know it because you'll just be full of yourself and not client-focused. So number two, number one was mindset. Number two was prepare. Number three, you need to practice. Absolutely practice inside out, upside down, in the car, in the shower. Um, If you're presented to a group, practice under duress. What I mean is you need to, you know, for me, I don't like different sounds in the house. So if I have the extractor fan on and a kettle and the kids talking, that's overwhelmed for me. So that's actually when I practice my spiel because you need to practice it really, really well because you've got to remember the client hasn't heard that before. So you're always going to be too fast at the beginning. So when you first start to practice, you're going to do it in a way that, that you sort of structure it so you just get across the points. And you're going to practice that you can narrow down a 15-minute presentation into two minutes if you need to or a one-hour presentation into 15 minutes. You need to have what we call columns. So certain points you have to cover and you can expand or reduce what you talk about in that column. Um, But it's all down to practice. So number three is practice. Number four, Anne-Marie, is practice. And number five is practice. And the reason I'm so obsessed about that is because most people don't practice. You know, most people don't, you know, their mindset might be right, they might be sold, they might know the industry, they might be a subject matter expert, fine. Number two, you know, the preparation, they might have prepared what questions to ask them, what questions they may ask you, what the robot, they might have done a bit of that. I don't really ever see it done extremely well, but they might have done a bit of that. But number three, practice, I don't see that. They generally practice on who? The client. The client is their practice ground, right? They turn up, they're pressing the client, and they miss the juicy bit afterwards, which is when you get out of the meeting, when you've, when you've got distance between you and the meeting, you're going to ask yourself the reflection question. If I was to do that again, what would I do differently next time? That's self-positive and future. Yeah. So let's just say you were late to the meeting. I was late to the meeting, right? 
So rather than reinforce, next time I do better, I won't be late, which means you're reinforcing late. And next time in the future, I will be early. And you learn, you learn. Oh, next time, you know, somebody, somebody turned up in the meeting, I didn't know who the hell they were. And I was embarrassed because I shook their hand. I didn't know who they were. And they said their name was Frank Smith. And I had no idea who Frank Smith was. Ah, oh, next time in my preparation, I'll look at all the people in the business. Ah, oh, next time I'll have run people beforehand to check we're on the same agenda. Ah, oh, next time I'll make sure they definitely do the talking first before I show my wares at the end because then I can adapt to my wares. What most reps do is they turn up and they present at people. They don't listen first and understand because things have changed for that client. Even from a week ago, if you've educated them a week ago and they cared about ABC and you go in a week later and talk at them about a, how ABC is going to help, what you may have missed is they may have then realised when you were talking to them a week ago, you also implanted a few educational things about D, E and F. Well, now, so the, the client's evolved. So what? Okay, next time I'll make sure that I make it all about them at the beginning and ask questions again before I show them my value. So it's all, that, that's what preparation is. That's number two, make sure you prepare. And the, ne- the next three, it's all practice. Yeah. What I love about that, and, and it goes back to that whole preparation and that whole mindset and just, you know, um, your sales people just loving the product so much that it just exudes out of them. But with the practice of the presentation and the, the information I'm going to share, it reminds me of, of one of my mentors that said, get it into your muscle. And when people have got it into their muscle, all of the other things that you've said are so important will naturally um, just come to the fore, if you will, because they're not in their head going and then I'm going to say this and then this slide might come in and then I've got you know all of that has been practiced it's in their muscle and then they can just be in flow uh, with that client love that and flow and if I may add present to see things how they've changed look at reactions see what they now have I did some research on how long it took people to do keynote speeches and the average time for a keynote speech is six months preparation and I frequently on courses say people um, I've asked these four comedians and these keynote speakers how long they prepare for, how long do you think they prepare for an hour's presentation? And most trips go, oh, an hour before, a couple of weeks before, two days before, and, they, and they're and they they're astounded that it took six months. They're astounded. And I think, well, how do you think a comedian just leans on that mic, you know, and somebody pops up to go to the toilet or a bald person does something, you know, or that's because they've choreographed it. They've choreographed 30 different examples each time where they go, well, what do you do in the audience? Because person says, I'm a lawyer. How do you think they've, they've, they've done it at such a time that it's always connected back to their story and their theme. They can link anything back to four things. And these people are experts and professional and they're doing it in such a way that they can then stand there and they can be present and completely adapt on the spot. And what most reps do is they're so, in, we call it inward focus, which means we're focused on our own presentation. That's where the focus is, not on the client, not sending the client shoes, not thinking what challenges, issues and concerns they may have, who else they may have seen, um, what, what they think you're going to show, what you're actually going to show. They're not prepared enough. They don't have enough backup. So if they get there and the IT doesn't work, people unravel because they haven't prepared for if that doesn't work. They haven't practiced enough. So they end up having to rely on the presentation to do the talking for them. That's ridiculous. You might as well just email it to a client, right? So they've got too much information on a boring PowerPoint, stiff by PowerPoint. So they're not making it interesting because they're showing something, whereas you need to turn up, you need to engage, you need to do all your preparation, get your mindset sorted, do all your preparation, then you'll feel confident. And as you said, in that muscle, you now know every variable that may come up and you can adapt. And the client says, you know what, now I'm so sorry, Marie, we haven't got an hour now, we've only got 20 minutes. You'll go, that's fine. Because you've practiced every variable. You can do it in five minutes if you need to. You know, we do a lot of... um, 
on the senior, very senior groups, we have other presenters that come in, like the two-day presenting with the guy from TEDx Melbourne comes in and we have voice coaches come in and, you know, we have all different specialists that come in over those two days and they share how to different parts of a presentation. But the key thing is, particularly TEDx Melbourne, which I'm fascinated with, is how to break a presentation down. It's like music, you know, has a flow and how you break it down. But the very first bit, the first bit that I teach is it's not about you. It's about them. So, you know, so what's your agenda? What's your purpose? What's their purpose? Who's in the room? And, and that's one, number one mindset, make sure you're sold. Number two, prepare every single variable, prepare who's going to be there. Who are you going to bump into in the lift? CEO, Dan, are you going to say to them, oh, so what's your name? And completely unravel the whole lot you know who the CEO was. So do you know the receptionist's name? Have you bought her in a coffee that morning, bought, bought him in a coffee, or has she bought gone upstairs? Have people moved in the business? Is it now a different decision maker, a key person of influence? All that preparation, right? And then three, four, and five, practice so that you are no longer inward focus. You are now, as you, I love that muscle memory, you're now outward focus and you can see the clients leaning in, not leaning in, asking questions, pondering, writing notes because you're so present, you're in it with them, you're an extension of them. It needs to be like a collaboration between you, not you presenting at them. That's that's the key thing. Yeah, I love that, Charmaine. So let's take this home. What would you say in summary, as a sales leader, what can we do to ensure our team are confident when having meetings and doing presentations? I think take them through those those five steps, making sure number one, everyone's sold and their mindset. Number two, preparation. And that's to me what most reps um, need the most help with. They're just not prepared enough for, for all variables. And um you know, they're almost like relief. Often you can tell after meetings they're relieved as opposed to mm, what can I learn from that, which is what they need to be. As a sales leader, you need to make sure that you're helping them with that and helping them with the practice and helping them, you know, I mean, no one should ever write their presentation down. They should have bullet points and then they should add lib and, and make sure they get across the points they want to get across. So they might make jot notes down, but they should practice it out loud all the time. So as a leader, Make sure you're covering all those things. And number one, the mindset, I would say to help with mindset, if you've got something in the team that's not completely sold, lots of evidence, internal evidence, get people in the team to talk about somebody else has brought your solution and what it meant for them. And those things are going to make the team member feel, have some self-worth and value, and then they'll see the value that your offering is to the client. And so as a sales leader, I guess out of those five things, the first one is always straight off the block mindset, so make sure your team know their onions, you know, know what they're selling, know why someone want to buy it. So use a lot of that evidence internally. And I think to leave us here, a total rethink on the word presenting. So I've been saying to your team, oh, good luck with the presentation. You need to be linguistically embedded in something different, like, oh, good luck with understanding the client and seeing how we can help them. That's what you need to be focusing on. You've been listening to Smarter Selling Podcast. Want to have a highly skilled and confident team that'll create and leverage more opportunities for your business so you can get more sales? Our sales training programs will show you and your team how. To find out more, go to smarterselling.com.au.